Have yourself a merry BB Christmas. Let your mochas be white. From now on, your husband's in the Starbucks line. Here we are in the pandemic days where fashion's gone away for good. Faithful listeners are dear to us. Raise your Starbucks cup once more Through the years we'll be basically basic Doing basic girl things You go girl But thank God for Jesus Christ to always A merry BB Christmas. Hey guys, it's Cammie. And it's Amanda. And we're basically basically basic. Wrapping up week two. Week two. Day 10. Do you feel more silent after this week? I really do. I, I really do. <laughs> I do. I feel like there's something about like being reminded every day that we don't have to be worried or on in control. Loud. Oh, none of the things. Oh, yeah, all the literally things. all the things I get to cross off. Yeah, and just knowing like that that's actually something God calls us to yeah. is to rest. He calls us to be silent. Like that's so good. Uh, you were sharing like the verse of your year. Oh yeah, has to do with this theme. So. This is maybe for anyone who's just been having trouble. Maybe this is a word that someone needs to hear, but for anyone that's maybe having trouble like falling asleep in this season, or for me, it was just kind of off and on in the whole year because I would put my kids down, like do the things, cross the things off the list, do just kind of like what came next. And I just could not fall asleep because my mind would be going in one million directions. I'd be thinking about all these things. And guys, this is so cool how scripture works because when I could not shut myself up, like in my own head, I would literally repeat Exodus 14, 14 over and over. And it says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And that put me to sleep. And it was incredible, honestly, because I think about people who you know, have to take like sleep medication or whatever. And maybe it's medical, maybe you really do, but it just was so wonderful to me to be able to like have these words of comfort. And it was my medicine, honestly, in that moment, it was really cool. And it needs to count sheep when you can just (laughs) recite a scripture. (laughs) Literally. But it did in that moment, like it quieted my own thoughts that I was worried about who knows what, clearly not that big of a deal because right now I can't even remember. Yeah, that's a good point. And, but it is like your mind just, and it could be all the voices that I allowed in that day that I didn't need to. It could be just like the things that I thought I could finish in my own power instead of giving it to the Lord. Who knows what it was just again in my own like human flesh, flesh trying to do the things. And the Lord would just silence me when I um, quoted that scripture to myself before bed. And it's just been like a beautiful verse for me. I love that too, because when you think of the song Silent Night, I've been listening to it this week and I hope you guys have been too. And I think with us doing 
a song each week, we can really like look at the song in a different way mm-hmm. and really like dissect the lyrics. And one of my favorite lyrics in Silent Night is the sleep in heavenly peace. Mm-hmm. Like that, That's so you know, all is calm, all is bright. Like it's just so all these words that just kind of evoke the feeling of rest and mm-hmm. of like, what does it mean to sleep in heavenly peace in 2020? Like I think of the night of the election or the nights that riots were happening yeah. or like, you know, the nights when the pandemic was like first happening and the news was just going wild. And like, I think there's so many people that fall asleep to the news, which I don't understand. No, I could not. You know, or like, or vice versa, you're, you know, look, ch- checking your phone mm-hmm. and you're, you're getting all, there's just so much noise. And I think to just know that there's, a God that wants us to sleep in peace, mm-hmm. that he wants to fight for us. Mm-hmm. He wants to be the one to take the battles for us. And that sometimes our job is just to be still, you know, one of my favorite scriptures is be still and know that I'm God. Mm-hmm. Like just that that's a, something he tells us. Yeah. He, he literally tells that. us. And isn't that so cool about the Lord? Cause he is a creator. He's a King. Like he could easily tell us like, do, do, do like go and fight this fight. Like you got, you made this, like you made this bet. mess. You yeah. You get it. yourself out. And so it's so cool to me that God is just like mind blowing that way that I can like, what God, all I have to do is sit here. Like all you want me to do is be still. Wow. All you want me to do is like rest in your presence. And then it's like, okay, thank yeah, you. Like so it almost, beautiful. yeah, it almost, it's so against our like human nature to do sometimes just to like sit there. But, and it can be even like, I even started meditating a little bit like earlier in the year and I would just end up praying cause I can't just be quiet. <laughs> My mind would go in a million directions. And I was like, okay, so really what you're saying about meditation is prayer. Praying. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, but yeah, like just even in those moments, I was like, God, you're so good that you just want me to sit here and just to and talk with and you, talk and, with be you, with you. and be with you. Like just a, just a father. That's so good. Well, this week when we were, you know, picking the themes, when I, thought of Silent Night, the first thing I thought of, and I'm sure many people thought of this too, was I grew well, I grew up not necessarily as going to church as much. And then when then when we started going to church, we went to a um, Methodist church. Mm-hmm. And I think this is like very common in a lot of denominations, but crew the Christmas Eve service for me was one of the things that I mean, even before we really were active in the church, we always went to church on Christmas yeah. Eve. And that's a staple of a rhythm of my faith, like mm-hmm. going to church on Christmas Eve. And as a kid, I would beg my parents to go to the midnight service. So the Aww, one at 11 o'clock at night to where it ends, it ends like at midnight and you're on Christmas morning. Yes. And that's one of my favorite memories growing up as mm. a, like a, a child. And the reason I loved it was because, you know, you're just getting excited for Christmas. Yeah. It feels like you're like welcoming that in. And I just remember looking around the room and just feeling like there was just, there was so much peace and excitement yeah. for like the next day. And my favorite part was at the last thing that we do before we leave Christmas Eve service. And I'm sure many people have the same experience is we all sing Silent Night yeah. and they hand you a candle when you walk in. And so you have your candle and as the song is going through the different verses, they're lighting a candle and they pass around, like you, you kind of pass your candle once it gets lit to the person next to you. And uh-huh. then before you know it, when the song's over, everyone's holding their candle their and candle, it's like lit and it's dark. Sound. I and can literally picture it. And it's so peaceful. There's just something about a room that's totally dark with all these just like lit candles and you're watching them, each person's, you know, light the next, light the next person. And in a room that could be full of voices that is choosing to just be still to, and like, to sing in unity. Like yeah. we're all singing one song Aww, and it's, it's so I think there's something so symbolic about that, which is obviously the older I got and we continue this tradition, the more it meant more and more to me. Cause I was realizing like what it represented, but I think it represents like the fact that we 
take care of each other yeah. and that we looked like to each other. And I was telling Amanda, like, you know, if the person next to you had a candle that was unlit or sometimes I remember growing up, like you hold it really tight and the wax is and like the, dripping yes. down and it's like this whole cool thing. But like, I would want it not to burn out. And like mm-hmm. some years I remember staring at the candle and like the flame would, my flame would be really big. And other years I remember like putting my be hand behind it being like, I want to make go sure. Out, don't, don't go out, don't go out, don't go out, you know, or like, or sometimes it would go out and you'd have to have like someone next to you yeah. relight it. And I feel like that's life. Like it every is. year is so different. There's going to be years where your flame is like lit. You are on fire. You are literally lit. You are literally lit. <laughs> and you are the person that's like lighting the flames for those around you. And yeah. you're in a season where you're like, things are really good, but there's going to be other years. And I'm sure for so many of us, 2020 is that year mm-hmm. where you're the person with this tiny like weak flame that you're like holding it yeah. and trying to make sure it stays alive and then someone comes around you and they're relighting your fire yeah. for you and that's yeah. the body of Christ it like, is we're yeah. all in different that's the church that's to the me. church mm-hmm. and more than ever we have to be that for each other like mm-hmm. we're not supposed to be the people calling each other out screaming at each other getting on in Facebook arguments like that's no. not what God intended no. for the church and I think when we're from a place of silence that's actually like when we've we've been in that place of rest and of silence that's when we have the energy and the the wisdom from god the encounters with the place yeah enough where we can light the fire people around us yeah absolutely that's so good and it's so true like just even there's been seasons where again like i felt like my fire was on fire and then like really on fire and then other ones where i felt like okay like lord where are you like this is a super tiny flame and i think if you're maybe you're in a season that's like almost in between where you're like i don't really know and in those seasons for me what has always helped me like just get connected with the Lord is to look around me. And I think that's what we're supposed to do is to look around at others. Like maybe we might even feel numb to the story of God right now, or maybe we may even feel numb to scripture or what like the word of God is and says, but like, again, just talk to God and asking him like, Lord, like, where are you around me? And then getting to, and then you might be surprised, like who helps light your fire or whose fire you can help light. Like we are all in this together. And even I can, even say the podcast is an analogy to this because recording on my own was not the easiest thing in the world. No, we talked about how it was so hard. No, it was so hard to talk for 20 minutes or whatever by myself. But whenever I'm sitting down with my sister in Christ and talking to you, the time goes by so fast because I'm like, yes, I am lit. I am in this conversation. And we feed off of each other. We feed off of each other. And this is the body of Christ. Like, I can promise you guys, basically, basic will never be just Amanda. Oh, same. <laughs> no, it, thank you. Because I am not interested in doing. Well, could the you fire imagine alone. just sitting and talking like to yourself? No, like, no. <laughs> but some people are great at it. Yeah. I mean, some people have podcasts where it's That's just true. them, and it is just not for me. No, but <laughs> I do. I think you're right. Like when you look, when I can picture that room growing up as a child with like all these candles that are being lit. Like, yes, there's just so something beautiful. about looking around and being like, I'm not alone. Yeah. Like, I'm not alone in this faith. And fight. you feel so safe. You feel so safe. And you feel the- like we're all just in unity. And that's a rare thing, especially yeah. today. In and, 2020. Yeah. And I hope that as you've invited friends to join this Advent journey with you, as you've logged on the Facebook group, mm-hmm. as you've even just like, you know, looked forward to hopefully the morning or afternoon when you're listening, that you've been reminded that there's other girls and women and probably even men listening yeah. to this. Like, yes. Like there's other people that have said, Hey, I want to do this Advent thing too. Yeah. Like you're not alone in it. No. Um, but I think that this week when we talk about silence, like I, I think that we end the Christmas Eve service with that song because it's this picture of the fact that Jesus was born mm-hmm. and it wasn't this loud, 
like triumphant. It was, so humble. It, it was so humble and silent. It like, I mean, if I knew that I was Jesus and I was newborn, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, "There's me fireworks show. There's gonna be a parade. Beyonce's gonna perform. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Beyonce's like, gonna perform. like, you're gonna be have like Eventbrite tickets. It'll be a sold out. So thing. true. And instead, his audience is donkeys and hay and it's probably stinky animals. Stinky animals <laughs> and in a, a silent entry. And he. It's it's just interesting to think that that's the way that God chose and to do, bring about the most important thing. Yeah, and you know what's so cool? I literally just had this like realization, but because he came into the world as a baby, he didn't come in like he came into the world knowing that somebody else would have to take care of him. And in a way, it's like somebody else was already lighting his fire. Like he was already being a oh, part wow. of the body of Christ. Like it wasn't that he came. He could have easily. He's Jesus, so he could have easily come into the world or God could have sent him into the world being like, all right, go light some fires. You go do your thing. Yeah. But instead he chose a mother and a father of this like lowly place in this city to be like, no, I, like, cause as parents, that's what we're doing. We're lighting like our children's fires, telling them the story of God, introducing them to the Lord. And it's cool because he literally brought him in that way of like, I'm going to choose Mary and Joseph to be the wow. person who lights the fire for you. I, like, that's so cool. It's so oh beautiful. Well, and we wanted to end this week with going back to the story that we started with on yes. Monday. So on Monday, we talked about Zachariah and Elizabeth. Um, and just if you didn't get to listen, I'll give you a quick refresher. But basically, Zachariah um, and Elizabeth had been barren. They'd been praying for a child. They hadn't had one. And then they get blessed in old age with the promise of a child. Gabriel, the angel, tells them that they're going to have a son and it's going to be John the Baptist. Yeah. Who, actually ends up being the first person to really proclaim that Jesus, Jesus is coming. And uh, we skipped through part of the scripture, but Mary and Elizabeth are cousins. And when they meet, actually it says that John leapt in Elizabeth's womb. Like he recognized Jesus right away. And his call, John Baptist, we know was to be the voice in the wilderness, to declare the truth about yeah. God before he even came to kind of make way for the Lord. But Zachariah, because his response was out of unfaith and unbelief, uh, he actually, the angel shuts his mouth and is like, you will be silent. You will, be you will have a if silent you night. If you can't say anything nice, you will Don't not say anything, anything at all. True. That's, I think <laughs> that's where that saying came from. Maybe, because, because it's so yes. true. And so he is um, silenced for the rest of the whole pregnancy. Um, and we're going to pick up in verse, let's see. I think it was 57. 57. And so Zachariah at this point is still unable to speak as his wife continues to grow with child. And in verse 57, it says, when it is time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy and they shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child and they were going to name him after his father, Zachariah. But his mother spoke up and said, no, he will be called John. They said to her, there's no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to the father to find out what he would like to name the child. And he asked for a writing tablet and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue was set free and he began to speak praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about these things. Everyone who heard this was wondering about it. What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand is obviously with him. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and he has redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. 
salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy on our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of his salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, which which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and the shadow of death to get to guide our feet to the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. I love this so much so because many. what we see here is that after Zechariah was forced into silence, he ends up agreeing with what the angel said, which is all the angel clearly wanted in the beginning. All yeah. God wanted was that him to agree, and instead he spoke in unbelief. But when he chose to agree with his mouth and to confess and declare the things of God and said that his name would be John, he then gets to speak, and the first thing that comes out is prophetic words over his son, That's praising incredible. the Lord, speaking truth. And I think that what I get from that is the question of what do we do with our silence? Mm-hmm. Like in the times where we're forced to be quiet, in the times where we feel hidden, in the times where we feel like our voice maybe doesn't matter or maybe we need to not speak, mm-hmm. what we do with that is so so important because here's the thing. Zachariah could have come out of this saying, forget you, God, or yeah. like what the Thanks heck? for silencing me. Like, Thanks for me. silencing me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or it could have been super prolonged. Who knows how long his silence could have lasted. Mm-hmm. But the second he chose to agree and to speak in faith... He now is a new person, and he's he's using his voice to declare hope and power. And so I think what we do in those seasons really matters, and how we choose to be silent makes a difference. And he then gets to declare just the truth of God and to just, not only for himself, but I love that he actually says, like, everyone who walks in darkness is going to see a light, which yeah. is what the picture I see on Silent Night. Like, yeah. we're in the darkness, but we're, but actually, we're actually coming in into the light. light. Oh, it's so good. It's I love so it so good. much. And it made me think, I think at the end of the scripture you just read, at the very end, it talks about he came out from the wilderness. And it's like, you may feel like you're in a wilderness place, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, again, it's wow. it's what you're doing in that wilderness season and, like, what you're going to take from it. You may not in the wilderness season be able to see, but that's why we have the body of Christ because we can have others that are lighting the candle for us and are telling us like, you might feel in this wilderness place. You may be in this wilderness place, but I'm here to tell you it's not our forever. Like we have so much more waiting for us. And even like seasons for me, when I have felt in the wilderness place, there's been so many times where I've spoken something or I've worshiped, not even fully feeling it, but knowing that I have power in my words. So knowing that as I'm worshiping God or as I'm like, you know, praying or singing this worship song or whatever, I'm, I'm choosing to speak the words and to say the words of God, even though I don't necessarily feel it. And I think that's so important because we do have power in our words. So the Lord knows my heart and he knows I want to believe it so badly, but I'm like, I'm really trying, you know, it's like, I'm still, I'm sitting here, I'm praying it, I'm worshiping you, God, because my situation says different. The physical surround, like everything around me says different than you do right now, but I'm choosing to believe that you know the end of this situation, not my circumstances. And I love that you said that, Amanda, because think about how different Zachariah's story would have been if he had that mindset whenever the angel originally told him. Yeah. If he had thought to himself, okay, uh, I, I, you I'm psycho. Old. <laughs> I'm old and I, this doesn't make sense, but... 
but I, God my, says, my response is going to be hallelujah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And so I feel like that's whenever God gives you a word or someone says something that feels impossible. And if your response can either be, how is that going to happen? Yeah. How, how can I have proof of that God? Yeah. Which is what Zachariah said, or it can be, well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hey, you know what? I don't really feel it right now, right. but praise God. Cause you said it. Exactly. Cause you said it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to believe it. And I feel like there's just something about being around people that speak like that. That yeah. makes you feel empowered. empowered. It lights your candle. It, it does. It, does. it, it really totally. Does. I mean, that's why I love being your friend, Amanda. Aww, I feel like we light each same. other's candle. We do. Like, and we, but we, ha- we have so, it may, they make me laugh now because I've seen how the Lord has worked in it, but there's been so many seasons where you have felt so strongly about something and I, I like talked you out of it and vice versa where yes. I'm like, this is, this is what's happening. I'm discouraged. And you've been like, well, you know what, Amanda? And you've said something so positive or you said something of the Lord, like you've used his words over me. And then I'm like, okay, you know what? If Cammie can say it, then I, then I can start believing it. And that's why it's important to have brothers and sisters in Christ going like through this journey, crazy journey of life with us because we're here to light each other's candles. Yeah. We're, we're supposed to be that voice for them. Absolutely. Um, And I love that too, because that's what John the Baptist was for Jesus. Like yeah. he was basically this like voice being like, yeah, bro, that is who you are. Yes. Like, that is your call. Yeah, you guys absolutely. look at him. Like yes. that's, it's all about Jesus, all about him. Yes. And I love that this week and this whole Advent process, like we, all we're trying to do is just point to Jesus yeah. to just use our little light. Like yes. we don't have a lot of a big following. Like we're not like a no, famous podcast, no. but like with what we can say and what we can do, we want to point it back to the Lord. Absolutely. Um, although I will say my, uh, Tyler is very adamant that we're going to be the first Starbucks sponsored podcast because In he Jesus believes name. it. And if he's saying it, then we're going to believe it. I'm not going to say how is that going to happen. I'm old because I gonna, feel old right now. I feel like Zachariah. I'm going to say, you know what? You know what, husband Tyler? I receive that. I receive that. I receive that Starbucks will Declare find that. Declare that. And sponsor it. Free uh, yeah. Starbucks for our listeners for a year. For everyone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you get a Starbucks. You get the Starbucks. Instead of passing around the candles, let's just pass around Starbucks. Uh, you know what? Amen. That's my church service right there. That is <laughs> Give me a Starbucks at midnight on Christmas Eve. I'm in. I'm so in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Guys. We love y'all so much. I pray that this week, as we talk about silence, you felt your heart silence a little bit. Your yeah. mind, maybe your mind, like the crazy, yes. like crazy thoughts. Um, I know for 14, me, 14, yes, I took notes. time away from social media this week. Yeah. I took time to really just be quiet and be still, and I'm thankful. Yes. I'm really thankful for what I've learned from our guests, and we're thankful for what we're learning from you guys. Yes, absolutely. So, guys, I'm Cami. I'm Amanda. We are basically basic, and we know you are too. Be blessed and be basic, and have a very merry Christmas.